For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, y'all? Time for another episode of Believe in Kentucky alongside Aaron Gershaw. My name is Vinny Hardy. And we finally have a win over a <laughs> big name opponent to talk about. Yeah. Y'all can get this episode at Believe.com, wherever you get your podcast. As always, Stitcher, Spotify, Castbox, wherever you get them. You can get the videos on the Believe YouTube channel. Get our merch at shop.believe.com. Get yourself a cat daddy shirt. We talk about them, we tweet about them. You can see them. Go to the link and check it out and see which one you want. Pick yourself a color. Uh, all kind of good stuff. And AG, you could know him from the catspaws.com. And it's at the hump, whatever Michigan is an elite, but they went to London and got a win over. Somebody not named North Florida and Duquesne <laughs> and Bellarmine. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it was. I think it. It's definitely something to build on. I mean, there's no doubt about it. They had to get this one done. I think we talked last week about kind of going two and one in the in this game, UCLA and Kansas come uh, January. Uh, it's really important for the resume, especially with Michigan State kind of struggling and Gonzaga too. Um, and they were able to get it done. So uh, definitely big. Maybe it'll maybe it'll boost some confidence. Obviously, guys are uh, going to be a little down when you drop two games early, inevitably. So maybe uh, maybe it has that type of impact as well. But uh, uh, I thought it was a very um, important game to win, and they got it done. Not lacking for confidence would be Kaysen Wallace, who oh man, I mean, came through in the clutch. No hesitation on the threes, you know, when he gets kicked out, you know, kick Willer kicked it out to him and, you know, straight up and no hesitation. Um, you know, now <laughs> he still got the missed free throw. I just like everybody else, you know, he, he missed a couple free throws. But all, all in all, the dude, I mean, it's just the moment wasn't too big for him. You know, he still just played a handful of games as a true freshman. The potential was there. You keep saying the offense may, should maybe go through him and he should be more of a focal point and maybe he will continue to be. But um, like the sky's the limit for what he can do based on what we've seen from him thus far. Yeah, he was awesome. <laughs> I mean, I think the – I think – it's kind of just been wanting him to shoot the ball a little more. You know, Cal always talks about how, you know, you could – uh, what's the god there's so many of his sayings but uh, uh you can uh you can you 
you can miss, but you can't miss them all, whatever. He wants you to be aggressive and take those shots. And I think we finally saw that, you know, on, on Sunday. I mean, the dagger three at the end, he goes four for four from deep. Um, I mean, he was just awesome shooting the ball, uh, distributing it, uh, as he really always is. Um, five assists again. Um, he, he was just, he did everything. He's exactly what uh, you're looking for. The only thing he didn't do, which they need to get turned around, is shoot the free throws. He's got to get, they got to make his, got to make his free throws as the ads play on the step page. But um, yeah, it, it, it was a, that it was very reminiscent. It wasn't quite the stat line, but it was kind of res. Uh, it kind of reminded me of that Tyrese Maxey game against Michigan State uh, in the Champions Classic a couple of years ago, where he kind of just took over the game and kind of made a statement, uh, kind of like coming out party for him. I think it might have been if you know if Kentucky had held on to that Michigan State game and he had made some of those free throws to ice it, that might have been the game because he had eight steals. But uh, this one, I think, even with the two misses at the line. Uh, it was a huge game for him. And, you know, I've been saying it for, you know, all season. I'm very, very high on this kid. Uh, I think at the end of the day, he's still your best option at point guard. Um, He's just, he's got every tool imaginable. And uh, what a, what a, what a performance he had. He really willed them to a win. And he's still what I think most people will consider a defensive guy. I mean, a guy that comes in and, and plays lockdown defense, Loves to play defense, wants to, to be matched up on the other team's best player. And then we're seeing this from on the offensive side. You know, and, you, I mean, he was guarding a, a much bigger player in Howard, you know, giving up some size and length to him. And, you know, didn't back down. You know, you, you got the dog in him like you want to see, uh, not shine away from the moment. And he's only going to get more comfortable and only going to get better. Uh, like you said, something to build off of. Uh, offensively, there's still, you know, of course, room to grow. Still seeing Wheeler get um, in situations where he's got the ball going up against the shot clock. Now, that's not always his fault, and he's got to create. And then yeah. they, they put him in a bad spot, and he, that's true. he bailed him out. A couple times. I know. That that off balance three. That was nuts. I mean (laughs) so yeah. That's stuff that they can kind of get cleaned up and and smooth out. But uh you know, you you guys passing up shots and then here severe, here you hot potato and so he's not afraid. For better or worse, he ain't afraid. That's yeah, I mean he's not obviously like you said, that that off balance three was a uh, it was a great shot. Uh, I think there's some luck involved there, not to take anything away from them. Uh, but, you know, it went in. That's all that matters. But, yeah, they just need to – I mean, they got to put you, – you, that's a great point. They got to put him in some better situations as the point card. I mean, when he's most effective, he's distributing the basketball. I mean, he's led the SEC in assists the last two years. He's on pace to do it again this year. He's just not a shooter. He's shooting 39% from the field. Not just the, not just three from the field. He's not in a, not a scorer. He's a he's a distributor, and they got to put him in situations where he can do that rather than just you know be the guy with the ball as the shot clock's winding down or you need the big shot. And I think they they did a little bit of a better job of that. You know, making sure it was Casey Wallace taking that big shot at the end of the game. I think Antonio Reeves will be a guy 
that you can count on to make shots. I mean, he had a great game too uh, on set on Sunday. Uh, they got to get CJ Frederick going. I mean, it, it was not, he got that one three that rolled around the rim and found its way in. That's great. You know, it always feels good for it to go in, but it's been, I think it's like three or four games in a row now where, you know, CJ is down to 42% from the field and down to 35% from three. So they, they got to get him going a bit. I'm sure. I wonder how much he's trusting his legs right now. I mean, you you can imagine what he's been through with the injuries. There's probably some some confidence on his legs, still getting his feet under him and all that good stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, they, they got to get some more from him. But uh, yeah, I mean, so they got to. You're right. They really do got to put. They really do have to put Severe in some better positions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think one bright spot, you know. Ugo coming in and, and yeah. Tom's holding his own against Dickinson. Yeah, he swatted that one <laughs> way out of there. <laughs> so and and to be well, still supposed to be in high school and and to <laughs> be that young and that raw, and still can got plenty of room to add some weight onto his frame and some mm-hmm. strength and some muscle and some bulk. But uh, yeah, there were times where. He did get bodied and pushed around, but the the SWAT and some rebounding, some switches and and guarding some smaller guys, you know, and and then switching back and getting to Dickinson. I think Sam Vecini was kind of breaking down, did a big thread on Twitter and, you know, kind of just showing you some of the little nuanced stuff that he was doing. To be that young and to just kind of be thrown out there, that's, that's promising. Very. And, you know, they weren't really getting much out of Lance Ware, you know? I mean, she's the stat. Sorry, ads playing on the stats page. But um, they weren't getting much from Lance Ware at all. I mean, and, you know, not to knock on him, but they needed something from that second five spot because Oscar is not all the way healthy yet. And you can't this early in the season be playing him 30 plus minutes right now. You've got to manage him a little bit. And you need someone to step up when he comes out. So if Ugo can give you what he did against uh, Michigan, you got to feel pretty good there. And even, you know, then going forward, you consider things where, you know, if Damian Collins doesn't get it going a little bit, uh, maybe he plays some minutes over there too. So you just need, you need guys who are going to give it their all at all times on the floor. And Ugo, you know, like you said, there's issues with the weight. There's just freshmen. He's He's an age of a high schooler. So, you know, there's some learning curves that need to be had. But he's a guy who's bringing it every time he's on the floor, and that can't be said for everyone on this roster uh, at this point in the season. So, um, yeah, I was very, very impressed with him in, in those spurts that he played. Absolutely. And that one point, you know, we mentioned the free throws a couple of times already. Kentucky was 3 of 7 at one point. Oh, they finished 10 for 12. Or 10 and for 20. While they were 3 for 7, Ugo was 2 for 2 when Jawan Howard picked him to be the shooter after I think Wheeler got hurt. And then, you know, the coach, the opposing coach can pick the worst free throw shooter. So of course they're going to pick Ugo. And he goes up and switches both of his. So, you know, <laughs> some of that needs to, to carry over. If he can go up and hit him, everybody else can too. <laughs> yeah, no, that, uh, that is true right there. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, um, you get back from London, you kind of kind of reacclimate and get yeah. yourself back to Eastern Standard Time yeah. and stuff. So they had some time off before they played Bellarmine, and then you go to London, you get back and have time off, and then you have Yale coming in. And then you get another week off before you go to New York. Mm-hmm. So Yale on Saturday, 
um you know it's it i mean it's 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 not it's not Kansas or Duke or anything but it's not north florida uh, it's a team that's already had some losses on the road uh you shouldn't overlook them hopefully you're excited to play you haven't played in a while so you get to play an actual opponent again since you come yeah. back so you know you got to come out and continue to take care of business continue to stack wins and get yourself better for those you know, every game's important, but we all know that more emphasis is on the UCLA's and the Kansas's, and you're going to be up for those games. So, yeah, get better, take care of Yale, and, and just kind of keep it moving. Yeah, the, the, and Yale's playing some pretty good ball. I know they were really close at Butler uh, earlier this week. So, yeah, it's definitely an opponent you can't overlook. They can beat you if you're not on your game, and mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be some rust. I mean, like you said, acclimating to the time and all that, but – a game you should take care of and then you get another week off and get you know all the focus is on ucla uh who their ucla is an extremely experienced team they're not going to make many mistakes and you're going to have to take advantage of all your opportunities in that one so yeah definitely want to get your feet back under you this is this is gonna be their last game at home until i think uh they play that one game against florida a&m on 21st on the 21st but let's face it there's not going to be that many people in the building it's christmas break and it's not a great opponent i think it's another one of those uh, I don't know if it's a night game or if it's a, one of those stupid midweek day games that are just the worst. Um, let's see. They no, it's a, it's a night game. Still, uh, it's going to be pretty light in the house. So you know, then they'll open up SEC play a week from that. So it, it's really heating up now. I mean, you have really two more games that you feel like should be pretty close to automatic wins, being Yale and Florida A and M and. I guess Louisville, you can add to that too, but uh, it, it, it's getting hot now. I mean, it's UCLA, CBS Classics next, and man, you start SEC play on the 28th against a team that hasn't lost yet this season in Missouri, so uh, it's heating up. And Florida A&M is a team that that's probably Louisville's only hope for a win. That's that's yeah, where they anytime are. soon at least. So yeah. That- I, I mean, maybe Florida State, they're a mess too. Right. But right, right. I mean, Florida AM is one and six. Uh, they don't score many points. And their only win was against Albany State, which I've never heard of in my life. So, yeah, they're probably, I mean, Florida's down this year and Florida beat them 62 102. Uh, Georgia beat them by 18. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not going to be. It's not going to be pretty when they're in Lexington, but maybe they have a shot over at the Yum Center. Who knows? But uh, what a mess for Louisville, man. What a mess. You're almost at the verge of feeling bad for them. It's that bad of a mess. It's, it's, yeah, I think way worse than anybody could have ever tried to imagine. And the women's team stinks this year, too. I know they scored like 200 against South Illinois, whatever they are, SIUE. I don't even know who that is. But, uh, I mean, they just got their butts beat in, at uh, Middle Tennessee. Yeah, so you know, Walls is having some adversity, if you will. So yeah, yeah we'll see what happens at Rep Arena on Sunday when those two teams play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good to see the women get a win tonight. Uh, That's right, women. So yeah, congratulations on that for Coach Elsie and everybody. Um, yeah, so let's say you'll be there Saturday. Yes, yeah, and New York, so I'll be there for, uh, yeah, I'll be at the Garden, so can't wait for that one for sure. I wouldn't miss an opportunity to go home, so (laughs) I'll be there. I'm going to spend a few extra days in New York when I go out there, so yeah, no, that one should be obviously 
that that's going to be, I think, probably their biggest game for the next couple of weeks. But again, SEC play is coming really fast. I feel like, you know, with all the football madness, uh, it's kind of underrated how quickly this basketball season is already progressing. I mean, what they're five and two, so they're seven games or six and two. I'm sorry. So they're, so they're eight games in and, you know, you have three more games until conference play. You take the quick break to play Louisville and it's all, you know, conference from there outside of Kansas. So yeah, it's that time of year, man, where they got to, you know, the trend outside of last year where they kind of they kind of tanked not tanked but they kind of they hit their stride kind of in that january early february and then it went downhill you know the years past it's really been late january and february they get it going that that can't happen this year it just can't it's a bad trend it gets you in trouble with seeding um right now uh lenardi has them as a five seed so that's based off their current resume and i think that's that's pretty fair and they have them playing in denver colorado i don't know if that's where you want to go and gonzaga is the four in that region I, i just don't think you like i mean that none of the teams matter uh even the city at this point doesn't matter that much but the seating i think does because it it's a good benchmark of where you are and sound i mean think i mean that's a pretty accurate resume in my opinion i mean michigan's a good win it's not an amazing win but it's a really good win and you lost your two other big games so right and michigan state's not very good so yeah it's uh you gotta you gotta take care of some business here uh, with UCLA and early in SEC play and get the confidence going. I, I think there might I don't know about a confidence issue, but I definitely think there there was some pressing going on. You know, I mean, we saw it with the Bellarmine game. I mean, you don't score twenty one points in the first half. It's not like Bellarmine was doing anything defensively that was out of this world. I mean, uh, it just there's definitely some pressing. The fans are really really tough here. Uh, they're they were pressing, I think. And I think maybe just maybe we'll see how they come out against Yale, but maybe getting that over the hump, getting that big win uh, against a, a, a big name opponent will get them going a little bit. So it's going to be a very, very telling game. I think on Saturday, uh, I mean, if they lose, it's really telling, but if they win and they do it convincingly, I think that's equally as important. Yeah. So maybe they did really finally collectively exhale with the right. win. And like, if they do blow yell out, then then maybe you can see see them starting to gel and yeah, kind of become the team that they know they can be, and everybody else expects them to be. And so maybe that was another step in that direction if if it happens. So yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. I think uh, I would you know winning heals all wounds. <laughs> it doesn't matter what sport, when the season, uh, where you are in the standings, whatever. Winning heals all wounds. So. Yeah, I think they gotta they gotta start stacking them and get a big one and take that confidence into a full week of prep for a, a really really good UCLA team. Absolutely, flipping back to New York, you said you're gonna be up there spending a couple extra days. Your homie Aaron Judge, were you worried? Yeah, did you say you think well he's he's not going anywhere, or were you getting a little nervous? I mean, you can't help but get nervous when uh, there's a report literally saying, I guess it was arson judge. I don't know if you caught that mistake by John Heyman, where his first tweet was arson judge and he had to delete it. He does that all the time. There was a Coke Hamels for Cole Hamels tweet. Uh, uh, I think it was a Mickey Betts for Mookie Betts or Moosey Betts, something like that guy just got to do better. But when he tweets, it looks like he's heading to San Francisco. It's like, oh. Crap. Like, wow. Um, and, you know, I think, man, Judge's agency and hit 
they did a pretty damn good job, you know, with the quotes about how they were unhappy about the contract negotiations, how they got leaked on the numbers and how, you know, he talked about, you know, his dream being a giant in the TMZ video of him in San Francisco. Like they did some good job to scare the Yankees and the fan base. And it turned into a nine, uh, nine year, $360 million deal. And he bet on himself and uh, yeah, I couldn't be happier. He's a Yankee for life. That's for, that's for sure. I want to see them do more because, uh, you know obviously with that you know you keep your guy that's huge and all but you don't improve because it's just keeping the status quo so uh it's time to keep going but yeah that was a good feel that was a good thing to wake up to this morning that, that's for sure yeah so saw a lot of people oh not worried knew it all the time I uh no be nervous yeah, I, I was i was pretty confident up until like a week ago when it really turned like okay, like San Francisco's a real threat going home, you know, kind of thinking about other athletes and just understanding the human element of that. But, you know, it kind of felt like when that Heyman tweet came out and nothing happened, it was like, okay, I think he might have been using them. And I think he, I think the agent won the battle. And, you know, when I woke up in the morning and I saw, I can't say I was overly shocked, but I was definitely uh, relieved that it, it worked out. Now, I saw, I don't know if this is, you know, more Yankee fan base dynamics than I do. <laughs> is, are some people getting tired of Cashman? It's, it's been oh, yeah. 13 years without a title. Is is yeah. it time for him to go? Or how does he? Uh, it's Titans, hard to say. Because he does. Fired, the Titans just fired their GM. I know. Season. Uh, he Cash was toast. Was, that A.J. Brown trade, he was toast. I mean. So stupid toast that was the you know you number one seed in the afc and you tried your best player i mean come on now but uh yeah it's tough man i mean obviously the yankees are used to winning every year and they haven't done it you know they're in the playoffs almost every year but they're they haven't taken the next step and that's frustrating but i don't know i'm very i like a lot of what he does i i think there are times where you can be more aggressive like right now like it's time to go all in now that you paid your guy you can't just pay your guy and not not give him some help right but my my question to that is okay is it cashman or is it the ownership because you know george steinbrenner isn't here anymore (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so obviously if george was around it'd be a lot different i think so you know is how quite his dad i don't know it i I'd love to be in a fly. I'd love to be a fly on the wall and know exactly, you know, who's kind of taking down the aggression a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't know. Cashman does a lot of good and it's hard to, it's hard to, hard to hit him too hard. But uh, yeah, I, I get why there's frustration, especially when it's Houston every damn year. And you kind of, you had a reason, like you had a, a very reasonable excuse because they had one of the biggest cheating scandals in the history of baseball. And then, you know, they still beat you when they're clearly not cheating and they beat you even worse. So, like, uh, I'm pretty pissed off as a fan, too. <laughs> there you have it, folks. That's why I wanted to get to get the pulse yeah. of what Yankee Nation or whatever y'all call yourselves. What was it? Is it Yankee Nation? I don't even know. Just a Yankee fan. Kind <laughs> yeah, of get the pulse. So, we got a little baseball in with the basketball, but uh, be safe and enjoy the next game at Rupp and when the Cats take on Yale and then you'll know, enjoy your time up in NYC and yeah. we'll continue to keep bringing y'all coverage about the Cats. Appreciate you, AG. Check his workout at thecatspaws.com 
and check us out at Believe in Kentucky. And we'll be back next week talking Yale and looking forward to UCLA and seeing how this team continues to progress and come together. So, AG, take care. We'll see everybody next week on Believe in Kentucky. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.